around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are so honored you have joined us, and we believe, God, that the things that we say today for you will be like the book of Proverbs says, like apples of gold and pictures of silver, a word fitly or rightly spoken. And that means just at the very right time today, just what you need, fresh manna. And a word in season. <laughs> a word in season. And that means whatever season you're in right now, and there could be thousands of people listening all at the same time, somehow the wonderful inward presence of the Holy Spirit that each of us carries will relate to you in a way that will help you apply the Word of God by faith in some area of your life. So that's what we're looking for. And we believe God is going to do exactly what it says, that the Word will not return void, that it will bear much fruit, that God, when He speaks a word, it doesn't come back to Him with a zero balance. It comes back to Him multiplied uh, fruitfulness and uh, a, a larger balance in what you put in. So we're so grateful for that opportunity. always want to remind you that you can find us uh, at terrymize.com as well as the actual website itself, which is terrymizeministries.org, um, I believe that is. And we're, there you can find our preaching schedule, all of our products. You can c- communicate with us there. You can give offerings there. You can give us your prayer requests, which we're always uh, on the road. Our secretary will let us know and what they are, and, and we pray for you right there when she says so-and-so. Uh, you know, Jim Jones has called and said they want prayer for their child. Terry and I, wherever we are in the car or whatever we're doing, uh, we'll stop right then, and we pray and believe God with you. And uh, it, it's a prayer of faith, and we believe to hear good results and good reports back from that moment. And so anyway, we're going to talk to you today. We're on the road. We're in um, South Carolina, headed up to North Carolina, and we're going to be uh, ministering to a, a wonderful church up there that we've uh, I have never been to, but have met the great pastors there, Pastors Jim and Joyce Jarman. Yeah, good people, good friends, long time. Right. And uh, they're in uh, Jacksonville, uh, North Carolina, which is uh, right on the <clears throat> almost right on the coast, on the inlet of the coast. Yeah. And, and of course, that's a great military town, great, you know, right. Camp Lejeune, uh, lots of military uh, there for all these years. And, and uh, last Sunday, uh, just two days ago, we ministered in Greenville, South Carolina, right. for uh, my sister, Debbie Brown, and for her husband, Wyatt Brown, my brother-in-law. And uh, Wyatt and Debbie were in Samoa, <clears throat> this last week and uh, ministering uh, there for uh, uh, Patty and James uh, Akui, our dear friends, and we've preached there uh, before as well. We'll be back there again in uh, uh, in April, uh, March and April. We'll actually right. be in four places. We'll be ministering in New Zealand. We'll be ministering in Fiji. We'll be ministering in Vanuatu, and we'll be ministering in Samoa. Uh, but anyway, Debbie and Wyatt were there, and so we came and filled their pulpit uh, last <laughs> Sunday while they were gone, and enjoyed right. seeing all their uh, all their people and people I've known for years and years and years. And and um, uh, Wyatt's dad, Jim, was there at service uh, Sunday. It's always good to see Jim. And, That's right. And uh, and Dot, and then uh, we went out to eat with Evan, uh, uh, Debbie's Debbie and Wyatt's son, Evan, my my nephew, 
and just had a great time with him. But anyway, we ministered a good word with them and had a good time with them. That's and, right. And uh, now we're headed up, as you said, to uh, minister for Jim and, and Joyce Jarman in uh, Jacksonville. Or I think the actual little town is called uh, Richlands. Uh, Richlands, but it's right there, you know, Jacksonville. And the and, name of the church <coughs> is Agape Life Family uh, Church, if anybody's in Agape the area. Agape Life Family Church. That's right. And I'm going to be doing a Friday night women's meeting, a Saturday morning lim- women's meeting, and there's also a luncheon. And then Terry's going to minister uh, Sunday, I believe, morning, Sunday, night. Sunday morning and Sunday night. So we're real excited about being able to have those four services with those folks and share the Word of God and believe help lift their church to another place, wash their feet in the Word, and, and send them out better than they were no, that's, uh, that's the deal. Friday we morning. Minister, minister <laughs> On Monday a good morning. word that will help people. That's right. And uh, the Word should always change you. The Word should always bring change. You hear that's something right. that, that quickens you, that talks to you, that ministers right. to you, brings change. And that's always a that's always a good thing that we're ever changing more and more and more into that's the right. image and the image. statue of Christ. He's changing. <coughs> <laughs> Thank you. Excuse me. Well, we're we're just so excited about all that the Lord is doing in the earth today, and what we're what we're seeing the Lord do with the church. And I know the church in America. We are in a fight for our life here, in the sense of, of religious freedom. Um, the persecution that has been laid at the feet of the church around the world, uh, even here at home, and we have got to stand in a very difficult place. And uh, Terry and I were looking at several scriptures here that have to do with standing, taking heed, hold fast, um, all of the things that that the scriptures talk about. I I mentioned to Terry uh, how I just had on my heart how he's closed his letter for decades with some form of the world is calling, the world is waiting. And that's really where the church is right now. For the world the, that costs the blood of that Jesus. That costs the blood of the Jesus. The world that costs God his son and Jesus' blood. The world is waiting. Until all have heard. And it's like Romans 8 says, it groans. No, it does. It's, it's groaning. groaning. It's groaning. Yeah. The world is groaning, waiting for a manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. No, that's right. <laughs> and we are here. Um, as we were looking at, at 1 Corinthians 10, uh, we talk about this verse all the time, that in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and it's verse, um, I, I believe here, verse, um, where am I here? Verse... Um, 11, verse 11, it says in the King James Bible, I like it so much, it says, we are those on whom the end of the age has come. And just like Romans 8 says, the world is waiting, it's groaning, uh, waiting, come on y'all, come on out there, where are you? (coughs) Where's somebody, who who shall go? And, And then we found that scripture this morning, we went and actually looked it up there in Isaiah, looking for that scripture that says that, um, where Isaiah said, the Lord asked Isaiah, who shall we send? Yeah, who shall we send? Who will go? And who do we have? Who, who do will, we have who? that will go for us? And so that's what we're looking for. That's what God's looking for is who will go for us. And that's in Isaiah 6. Y'all go look that up and read it, verses 1 through 8. That in the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah said, I was in the house of the Lord. He said, and I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. So God showed up to say something. Yes, he did. Real important. And the, and what they ask in that, in that, 
<laughs> the angels are crying holy. The seraphim are there. God's there. The smoke is there. And the question to the church is, who will I send? Who will I send? Who will go for me? And that's one of the most heart-rending questions of the Bible. Of course. Is who will go for the Lord? And I just want to encourage all of you to say, here. Here here am I. Yeah. Here am I. I'm here. Send me. And I mean, I, I, maybe I'm not the most qualified. Maybe I'm not the best <laughs> yeah. choice, but I'm, I'm the one that's here and willing. Oh, so my send goodness. Me. You know, you, I heard you preach this, oh, gosh, 40 years ago in Houston. You did a, home, um, a hotel meeting Dean and I were hosting, and you came and preached on it on a Monday night for us. And you taught on how David went out and, um, and just volunteered and showed up as a little shepherd boy Absolutely. to go and fight Goliath. Sure. And the statement that you made that has just stuck with me all those years is that you said God was looking for somebody that would go out there and take Goliath out and not act like it was they were terrified that they'd just go out there on the basis of the promise of the covenant. Well, yeah, God and was you looking said, for somebody that understood the covenant right. because obviously King Saul had forgotten it. Right. Obviously, all, all those the soldiers. Hebrew soldiers that was under Saul's command—they right. were all—they all forgotten it. You know, you know, they were trained, Renee, as little babies in the Word of God. Right. I mean, from the time they were born, they'd sit on their parents and grandparents' knee, and they'd teach them and train them uh, those Old Testament scriptures, teach right. them the Word of God. They knew. But those. when they grew up and got in the army, yeah, and they kind of threw it away and said, "Well, you know, we know what the Bible says, and we know what the promise, but you know, this is the way it is yeah. in, real, in real life." And so right. when Goliath showed up. And came out there and made the statement, "Hey, you send a man to fight with me, and if I win, will uh, Israel will serve us, and if if he wins, then uh, the Philistines will serve Israel." And the Bible says in verse eleven of First Samuel seventeen, it says King Saul and all those in the army were greatly afraid. Is that something? I mean, they went and hid in the foxholes. No, that's right. And they should have been jumping up saying, I'll go, I'll go, send me, I'll go, send me. Right, right. Because of the covenant, not for any other reason, not because I'm strong or I'm powerful or I know martial arts or I know this or I know right, that or right. I've got a concealed carry permit. No, no, it was because of the covenant. That's right. The covenant, the covenant. Well, and David's comment was, you know, who is this guy that doesn't have a covenant with right. God? Why is he out yeah, here? He used the word uncircumcised. uncircumcised. He never called him a giant. Never he never called that. him big. He never called him important. Right. <laughs> he just said, who is this <laughs> loser? Right. Who is who this, is guy this that uncir- have a covenant? When he uses the word there in First Samuel 17, he used it several times, uncircumcised. That refer- referred directly 100% to the blood covenant that God cut with That's Abraham. Right. Abraham God right. said to Abraham, if you will circumcise uh, your male children then they'll be in covenant with me. And that circumcision is not the covenant, but the circumcision, the Bible says, is the token Token of the covenant. covenant. That proves you're in covenant with God. It's just like the rainbow. God put the rainbow in the sky, and a lot of people say, well, that was God's covenant. No, it says says that was the token. The token. When we see a rainbow today, we say, oh, that, that reminds us. Of the, right. of the covenant because the rainbow is a token of the covenant and circumcision is a token uh, was a token there in the Old Testament uh, of a covenant of the covenant and so every time David used that word uncircumcised this uncircumcised Philistine right. he was saying this uncovenanted man this man without a covenant this man that's a loser this man that doesn't stand a chance this man that cannot win in any way shape form or fashion that's because right. I'm going in the name of the Lord of hosts and he'll fight the battle for me that's my covenant right and he said to king saul he said i'll kill him dead 
I'll kill him. I'll That's kill him right. just like I killed My the lion, goodness. just like I killed the bear, and I'll kill this guy. He's Boy, a loser. Right. And I said in your church, I think it's probably where you were going with this story. I said it really didn't have to be Saul. It really didn't have to be David. It could have been a little little Hebrew baby boy that boy, went out there and threw his baby bottle yeah. at Goliath and he ended up falling over dead. God had taken that thing and killed him because it was all about covenant. Well, that's what you said that night. You said a two-year-old could have gone out there and thrown <clears throat> his baby bottle at Goliath and he'd have gone down. Yeah. And that's the beauty. Because it's not by <laughs> might. Right. It's, it's not, not by, by power. power. But it's by, by my, my spirit, spirit, saith the saith Lord. the Lord. And that's, that's where we are as the church. God's looking for who will go? Who will who go? Will go? Who, who can will I go? send? Who will, and it says here in Isaiah, which is so, I think, well, the, the, the most looking. profound. It says, and I heard a voice, whom shall I send? And it says here, who will go for us? Right. Who will represent heaven yeah. in the earth? That's exactly when right. the whole earth is groaning, waiting for a manifestation of not some brother big name or mm. sister Tutti Frutti, no. but it says waiting for a manifestation of the body of Christ. No, exactly Men, right. women, boys, girls, doesn't matter who will go. If a two-year-old could have gone out there in, in obedience and thrown his bottle at Goliath and he'd have gone down, then God's looking for whosoever will. Not only whosoever will may come, but whoever will go. Heaven will back you. Well, that's right. It's like a boxer coming in the ring and wears that big satin uh, uh, robe, you know, uh, right. uh, around him. It has uh, names of sponsors or whoever's on the back. Right. Well, God's looking for somebody that'll put on heaven's coat, heaven's, heaven's cape, cape. It says and we'll go by. out there and it says heaven <laughs> on the back of it. It sponsored says Jehovah by. on the back That's of right. it. That's right. That's right. I'm not coming. David said, I'm not coming in my own name. That's he right. said, I'm coming to you in the, in the name, name of the Lord, the Lord of, of hosts. hosts, the God of Israel. When oh we get goodness. through with this today, you're going to be dead, and your army's going to be dead, and <laughs> everybody right. will know there's a God in Israel. Boy, that's, See, that's what truth. Elijah said to uh, to uh, first first King, uh, excuse me, Second Kings chapter one, uh, when King uh, Ahaziah had fallen through uh, the roof and had hurt himself, right, right. Uh, and he wanted to know if he was going to die or not. He sent messengers. Uh, to the yeah, gods of King Ekron, yeah. to to the to the prophets of Baal, right. Beelzebub, and said, "Go ask the prophets of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, see if I'm going to live or if I'm going to die." And that's what made God so upset, and what made Elijah so upset. Right. And so, when the messengers were on the way to the to the to the false prophets and the demon gods, Elijah came out and met them and said. And said, Thus saith the Lord, here's what heaven says about this. Is there not a God in Israel? Oh my. What a, uh, another great question of the Bible. Is there not a God in <laughs> Israel that you would have to send uh, messengers to Beelzebub, to, to, to the God of Ekron? And because you've done this, you shall surely die. My, and then my, later my. He, told the same, he told that to his eye right to his face. And said, "You is there not a?" He repeated himself. Is there not a, is God, there not a God in Israel that you had to go to false gods and false deities and, and that's right and fake gods and demon gods, and because of that you're going to die. Well, and we ask the same thing. Heaven's asking the same thing here in America. Is there not a God? Are there more than ten righteous? <clears throat> Who, and this, this scripture here that we read to you this morning in Isaiah 6, verses 1 through 8, is, is there anybody out there that'll go to preach the gospel, to take down the Goliath, uh, you know, of, sure, of this enemy. world, the enemies of the faith? Uh, Paul said he was out every day in defense of the gospel. 
that we are out there every day in defense of the gospel. It's not going to go away. It's not going to get any better. The church has got to get better. <laughs> the church has no, got to get exactly more active right. and become more proactive and become bolder. That's the whole purpose of being infilled with the Holy Spirit. Is it so we can go into all the world by prayer, by faithfulness, of course. Uh, by being a part of the bigger picture? Purpose, the whole point. You know, when I was a kid sitting in the church pew, I would use that same scripture we're talking about today. I would use yeah. it over and over and over, and I'd say, Lord, send me. Here am I. Lord, here am I. Send Lord, me. Lord, send me. You know, I started off as a six-year-old boy in yeah. the pews. Right, Lord, right. send me. Lord, send me. And then, you know, it's like every every year I'd say, oh, God, send me. Here am I, Lord, send me. Use That's me. Right. If you can use anybody, Lord, use me. You know, yeah. and and, and then of course the at age thirteen, then God too. spoke to me and said, "You're a missionary." Yeah. And I said, "Well, great. Here am I. Send me. Yeah. Send me. Send yeah. me." And then three years later, you know, because mom and dad wouldn't let me go when I was thirteen, or fourteen, right. fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. But at eighteen, when I turned eighteen, I I, I left. I was gone. Yeah. And uh, and I went to the jungles of Panama and lived with a you know a, a, an Indian tribe there that didn't wear clothes. I've told that story many times. And and if we shot something fine and we ate, and if we didn't shoot something, we mm. went hungry. I mean, we lived in the jungle. But you know, my prayer and my cry was, God, send me, send right. me, send me. Right. And here we are 50 years later. Yeah, this is your 50th year this in the ministry. my 50th year in ministry, and God's been sending me for that's 50 right. years, and, uh, and and I'm delighted to be sent. No, that's right, and it takes that. It takes that for God to build and work and, and call people to be faithful to the calling of God and to do the work of God, and God's, God needs everybody. Absolutely. There's not a one of you because listening. Because the world is waiting. That's exactly right. They're waiting. Right. They're waiting. The world is calling. They're saying, somebody help us. You know, Luke, uh, Acts chapter 16, Paul uh, was asleep one night, and he had a vision. And in his vision, there appeared to him, the Bible says, a man from Macedonia. Right. And, you know, Macedonia is just a state like Texas and Oklahoma are right, states. Right. And, and Macedonia is a state. But the city of Philippi, uh, where the Philippian church was started, uh, is in the is in the state of or the province of Macedonia, and so this Macedonian man, probably a Philippian guy, uh, stood before Paul in a dream in a vision, and he said, "Please come over here and help us." Acts chapter sixteen. Right. Please come over here and help us, because see, the heathen know, Renee, they can't help themselves. Heathen well, know the they cannot help themselves. They need a Christian. A Christian, a Christian, a Christian. They need a Christian that'll say, here am I, send me, that'll go, that'll open their mouth and give them the truth and tell them about Jesus, tell them they can be saved, tell them they don't have to go to a devil's hell, tell them that God loves them, tell them that they're valuable, tell them that God loves them so much that he sent his only begotten Hallelujah. son, uh, that whosoever believeth on him should not, should not, should not perish. They are perishing every day, but they should not, but have everlasting life. And so the Bible says then, uh, the, immediately the next morning, immediately the next morning, awesome. we, we departed, we left, and we went to Macedonia That's right. and began to preach immediately. there. Immediately. Immediately. You know, most Christians today, if God said to them, go to the mission fields or go to here or go there, it'd take them 10 years to, before they could go. They'd say, oh, I bought a cow and I married a wife and I got kids in school and I got a job and I got yeah. car payments. I can't go. I can't go. I can't yeah. go. I, we need to quit saying we can't go and say, here am I, send me. That's exactly right. And you know, I've said for decades that every believer is a missionary. You're either a goer, that's right. one who goes, that's right. or you're a sender, one who sends. And one's not more important than the other. The goer can't go oh, without right. the sender helping, and the sender doesn't have anybody to send if there's not a goer to go. That's right. And so we're, we're a team together. That's why God invented partnership, and that's why our partners, some of our, my partners, Renee, have been with me since 1977. 
That's right. I've seen their I mean, names. Still, I, I mean, know still with me. <laughs> you know, I mean, others started, uh, you know, before that, uh, but uh, they're they're not around anymore. I mean, my my a lot of my partners have died off over the years, you know, because they're just getting older and and so on and so forth. But but I've still, I've got partners that've been with me since since uh, the, the mid seventies. That's right. Well, and you know the the thing with with standing and doing your part and not letting life get in the way is just keep doing it, no matter how sloppy, messy, <coughs> harassed, <laughs> no. you know. I mean, you make... But heaven takes note of Heaven that. notices that, all of that. First Samuel, what, thirty twenty four. Right. David said, this is, a, this is a rule and a statute. I'm making a rule. I'm making a statute. I'm making a law in Israel that, that the one that goes down to battle and the one that stays That's home right. by the stuff, the partner that sends them, mm-hmm. they reap the same thing. They shall part alike. That's right. They shall part alike. It's the same value that he God that places on He that goes down to battle them. and he that stays home by the stuff that, shall they're reap both valuable, the same equally. reward. That's right. You know, I, I was just thinking, team. you and I have been talking about this this morning, about how you've said that for 50 years, the world is waiting, the world is calling. Yes. It costs the blood of Jesus, yes. all of these things. Yes. And we want to help you today, if no other thing you see, is how great of value God has placed on your life. And I've broken it down to about four categories of what it, of what it does very simply as the foundation of the gospel uh, reaching the world. First of all, you've got to see your value as someone who prays, is that you're going to pray oh, for the gospel to have free course for God to call people and they'll hear his voice prayers are invaluable <laughs> it's the it's the our partners that pray for us yeah. there's no telling how many deaths they've kept me from kept in you 50 from. years and i think that's to me terry prayer has always been like a train track that you've got to lay the track before the train can come down sure, it sure. and that prayer that goes ahead of of the actual act it's like it's like proverbs talks about prepare your work in the house first then go out into the field and right, plant the seed right. but prayer is like a train track that it that just like the the people would go out and lay the track for uh you know for the train to come down they'd go out when they first started doing it here in our country they'd go out and lay it uh, they'd take a big bunch of buckboards and load up everything go out and lay the track back up to where they were mm-hmm. and then they'd go out two miles more and lay the track back up and that's what prayer does and and that's how valuable you are. Those that stick by the stuff and you turn some place in your house into a, you've got a map of the world up on the wall and yes, you've got a globe yes, yes. and you've got Terry's newsletter and other people's newsletters and your pastor's name and all that. And you're praying over that and you're, you're overseeing no, <laughs> the work of the kingdom no, of God. Exactly you're right. the home office. And when you pray, your value to the kingdom of God is so unfathomable. You can't imagine how important your prayers are to praying for the work of God and the kingdom of God. Amen. And then those that are givers in their church and in the uh, into the sowing seed into the other ministries. When you see, I'm going to pray, I'm going to sow seed, <laughs> and I'm going to see the work of God. You're yeah, a sender. You're a sender. And then those that are even senders, they might even be another category of administrative people that come sure. in and help administrate the sure. sending and the going sure. of those that go. And then those that actually go out 
out and do the battle. You're doing battle in prayer. You're you're praying in the money and the help of the people that are going to administrate all of that. Yes, yes. And you're praying for the goer that as they go, their steps are ordered every, of the Lord. Every believer They're, is a missionary. Every believer. Either a goer or a sender. That's right. It doesn't matter the geographical location you're at. We get to both. We, yeah, we go all yeah. the time. Yeah, we're, we can actually just, hold and, two thoughts in our mind at the same time. <laughs> and, and we sin. We support lots of people and support oh missions and support missionaries. Yes, 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 and, yes. And, uh, you know, we're about to leave. Here it is uh, mid-July, and we're about to leave in August and right. uh, go to South America to the nation of uh, Peru. Right. We're going to be ministering in uh, Arequipa. We're going to be ministering in Lima. Right. And then we come home from that. We won't be home for just a few days. Turn right around and go to Mexico minister in Mexico right, right. and then September will be here and uh, then in uh, uh, in November we're uh, uh, we're going to Malta right the nation of Malta a little island out in the Mediterranean between Europe and Africa and uh, I've had, just had on my heart just strong 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 and Malta now is called Malta Bible in Bible days it was called the Isle of Melita right. it's where Paul was shipwrecked and where he was gathering up firewood and the, the snake bit him and he just took the snake over and shook it off in the fire and killed it and then Paul preached and had great miracles and then they end up putting him in prison there well that's all the Isle of Malta now <clears throat> the island of Malta and uh, you know we've talked about this before when we've been in Malta that that uh, the, they they are always unearthing these bones uh, as they dig and excavate they end up digging up bones of giants Right. Uh, a few years ago, they actually dug up a, a, a femur bone, which is your thigh bone, your leg bone, that was eight feet long. Can you imagine a guy with a with a thigh bone that's eight feet long? I mean, the rest of him must have been a really, really tall fella. Astounding. Isn't that amazing? Yes, and, and they And they believe that's where the giants came from. And then... Uh, uh, then it's very commonly reported, and we and I'm, here it is. We're 25 minutes into this yeah, thing. We, we're going to have to close. But it's commonly go. reported even today in Malta in modern times. I mean, now in 2018, the news reports, not the Christian news, but I mean the normal country's news uh, from time to time will report, and they'll say, well, the Nephilim raped another woman last night in her home. And you just, just kind of just... Your head just begins to spin. Say, what? The Nephilim? You know, we heard about the Nephilim back in Genesis 6, where it says that the, uh, the, the, the sons of God married the daughters of men and the giants. And it, Anyway, I don't have time to go into all that. But, but yeah, they, they a... believe that's where the Nephilim came from right. and, and, and were. And then evidently these demon spirits are still around and ra actually raping women today because uh, a woman will report that she has raped. The police go there is in Malta, and, and the police go there, they search the house, they, they, there's no illegal uh, forced entry of any kind of the house, there's no, no break-in, uh, and yet the woman was, was violated and was raped, and so they just, the police say it was the Nephilim, the newscasters say it was the Nephilim, and they just say it like it's an everyday occurrence, they say it just like, just like they say, oh, I saw a, a, a red Ford pickup going down the highway the other day, just, oh, the Nephilim raped another woman the other night. So we, we need to understand that as we go to missions, and I go and train those pastors, and, and, and in Malta, Renee, we'll have pastors from Italy, we'll have pastors from Greece, we'll have pastors from the UK, from England, we'll have pastors from Spain, Portugal, we'll have pastors from, from Tunisia and Africa, maybe from Egypt. We'll have, we'll have pastors from all that whole region that we can train right. them That's in right. the word of faith, where they can stand up and be strong, they can take their shield, and they can take their sword, and they can uh, uh, operate in spiritual authority, and uh, um, it's going to be good. 
Well, you the know, world the, is waiting. That's right. And that's why you as a believer need to be very, very strong, very, very <clears throat> absolutely sound in your mind and not intimidated. Uh, I think over there in 1 Timothy chapter 3, it says women that are loaded down with the burden of their own sin, that people, all, the word uses phrases like held, they were full held, of dread and, and fear. Held captive. Yeah, you're held captive or different things. I'm telling you, shake loose. Everything Absolutely. that makes you Shaking feel intimidated, loose. fearful, insecure, get over all of those hurdles in your life and build yourself up on your most holy faith. Because in looking at all this, when Terry and I are talking about the world is waiting, when you read 1 Corinthians 10 and then Hebrews 3 and 4, it says all these things were written for our own admonition. These people died in the wilderness because they would not give themselves to trusting in the Lord. And Hebrews 3 and 4 says they would not enter into my well, rest. Right. They, they, he, said, he said, therefore, I want you to warn and admonish one another daily for the days are dark. Do not allow yourself to in any way be intimidated by the world. Even God said, they saw all my works. They saw everything that I did. He said they were, he said, but they let themselves be carried away by carnal things. And you've got to have a sound mind. You've got to have a, 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 an alert mind. Yes. <laughs> my mind is alert. Brother Osteen always had us confess that we are strong in the Lord and not discontentedly, it says in verse 10 of 1 Corinthians 10, not discontentedly complain as some of them did and were put out of the way entirely by the destroyer. That means death came in their life because they did not guard their mouth. They didn't guard their heart. They let thoughts intimidate them and things from the past or things that they were facing and they could visually see. There has to be a strength in the people of God. Amen. The world's groaning. The world is waiting. They're waiting. They're waiting. They're and, calling and they're, us. They're in such darkness. You know, you yeah. know uh, Psalms 2 talks about that. It says, why do the heathen rage? Right. And why do they Psalm imagine two. a vain yeah, thing? Psalm two. You know, the, the, I mean, the heathen around the world that haven't heard about God, that don't know God, don't know Jesus. Well, the heathen here in the states with the same same. No, that's thing. right. We uh, just it, see it, people it raging, raging and wailing. Why do the heathen rage? Why Why do they rage? They get why out of they, bed raging. Why do they imagine a vain <laughs> they thing? They go to bed raging. And, well, their imaginations yeah. are just crazy. They're gone. You know, they, they, have, they just yeah. imagine the goofiest stuff. It's just with no basis and no foundation. And God said that. He said, why do the heathen rage? Why do they imagine a vain thing? It's because they haven't heard the gospel, but they're waiting that's for right. somebody to come tell them the gospel. And if we don't tell them the gospel, they're going to die and go to the devil's hell for eternity. That's exactly Exactly right. That's why we go. That's here why we pray. Here am I, me. Here am I, send here me. Am I, send you know, me. So I was just thinking here before we go how the our how, partners are sending how the, how, how the Lord had had the enemies of Israel. They they would hear a sound or oh, an yeah, imagination, yeah, yeah. and they'd think they were the other people oh, were going to yeah. kill them, oh, yeah. and they weren't. You know, yeah. but they got so confused. They it says they killed each other. They killed each other. Other times they just threw their weapons down and ran away. Ran away, and that's the power of the church. Of the Lord Jesus Christ well, in the earth today. I pray against today. the spirit of terrorism all the time, and yeah. the terrorists and the devices they have. That these terrorists will just get scared and get confused yeah, and right. not know what they're doing. Or and blow just, each other just, up. Or, yeah, you just yeah. throw it down, run away. You run just, away. You know, confuse make, the enemy. Yeah, absolutely. Confuse absolutely. the enemy. Well, you can tell we're we're excited and we're happy. We're thrilled with what God is doing in these last days, and we're so glad the yeah, we Lord telling, didn't leave us out. We were telling the church Sunday there at, uh, at, at, in Greenville, uh, we said, look, we, we're going to teach you what spiritual authority looks like. Right. 
We're going to teach you how taking dominion looks like. Just come get behind us. That's what we want to do. We want to just, you come come get behind us. Get behind our shield. You can hide behind our shield, our sword. We'll show you how this works because we're, we're more than conquerors. Conquerors more than, and we're going into battle, and we're going to win, and we're not, we're not going to wimp out of this thing. We're not going to be, you know, weak and, 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 and unable and, you know, snowflakes and cupcakes, and, right, and, right. and no, 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 no. Uh, always offended and always crying over in the corner That's somewhere. Right. No, we're warriors. God called us to be warriors. warriors. Fierce, the fierceness of an Old Testament warrior with the love and the grace and the uh, faith of a New Testament believer. Well, that's exactly more than conquer. That's so right, and and that's why we have the body of Christ to help comfort and warn no, and right. encourage. That's in Hebrews chapter three, verse thirteen. He said, "Warn and encourage and admonish one another uh, every day, while it is called today." He said, "Lest there in any of you be a settled rebellion of the deceitfulness of sin, that your own sin would play on no, you, yes. so that you would know exactly." Uh, in these last days, how to stand so that you don't get confused, you don't get fearful. We're to warn and admonish and encourage one another daily. The world is waiting for the body of Christ. The world is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. And let's be prayers, let's be givers, let's be senders, let's be goers. All of us, you can go to the grocery store, you can go to your neighbor across the street. You can go by prayer and by your giving and by your faithfulness, either individually and corporately in a local church. You can begin to take on the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ in these last days. Um, I just wanted to tell you all, Terry has a great CD series called The Seven Bible Principles for World Missions. And if you'll call our office, we have those there for you. And we would love to share them with you. And if you're a pastor, we'll just give them to you. If you're a teacher, if you're a leader, we'll just give them to you. But those of you that would like to learn more about it, you can call our office and we're just so so happy to share them with you and let you get these things that we're that God I think, instant, I think the album's actually called Missions the Purpose of Faith. The Purpose of but, Faith. But seven Bible Principles but it gives for you Missions the seven, is, is in that is in that series. You can call our office and talk to Hannah or Michael and they'll be able to take the order for you and we will be able to send that out to you because we sure want you to know uh, what your position is in the body of Christ and not be fearful or intimidated like uh, the children of Israel were there in front of Goliath no, of and that you won't wimp no, out no hiding in the fox when holes. heaven asks who shall I send you'll stand up and say here am I send me Amen. and that your prayers will change the lives of people and nations right there in your living room what an amazing you thing can't go, you can send you can send I've got one dear partner uh, dear lady up in up in the Dakotas that for decades she's been a part Partner, and she said, Brother Terry, she said, you go around the world and eat worms and monkey and dog and cat and rat and stuff like that. She said, I don't want to eat worms, but she's, I'm happy to send you to eat my worms for me. So she partners with us, yes, sends us yes. money every month, says, eat, oh, eat my. my worms for me. That's so, right. She's a sender. She's a partner with the ministry. So we can, you know, so she's being sent as much as we're being sent. That's right. Here am I. Send me. Oh, my, my. Our value in the earth today is priceless. Amen. First Corinthians, First Ephesians chapter 1 says, so that we might know the inheritance that God has yeah. in us. Yeah. Well, we've got to go for today. God bless you all so much. Uh, thank you for praying for us. Thank you for giving and sharing. Uh, we give thousands of dollars every month ourselves into helping other people. So we're, we're it's twice sown 
seed, we're giving, we're sharing, we're believing God with you. And we believe God that God is able to do all those great things through you and I together. Now, remember, you can find us at terrymize.com. You can find us at terrymizeministries.org. And we're always happy to hear from you. You mentioned to them to call the office. That office number is 918-392-9930. Say it again. 918-392-9930. So That's you can right. get us, you know, online. You can get us. You can uh, find us you can get <laughs> somewhere. Us snail mail. You can get us on the telephone. Right. Uh, you, you can you can get hold of us. And we're believing God always, calling in the things that be not as though they were in your life. Well, God bless you today. We're so glad you joined us. Remember uh, your value in the kingdom of God, yes. and that you are more, more than, than a conqueror. God bless you. Bye bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.